and welcome back to a very special episode of the Extra Trials Football Podcast. This is the Trials World Cup preview, and today I've got the band back together. It's a pleasure to have Amiro, David, and Lyle. How's it going, boys? Doing all right. Well, Doing all right. Uh, we're good, man. We're good. Well, it's been a long time since we've done this, boys. Um, yeah, what over a year, I think. I think it was yes, the end did. of the Euros, I think. Or was it the end of uh, the Netherlands Euros campaign? <laughs> Might have been. It was quite quite early in the tournament, so. Hey, you, you may have yeah. to introduce yourself, Amira. Who who are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a while. No, uh, uh, no. Um, yeah, I'm just just happy to be here again. I think uh, obviously my expertise is in the Dutch camp, so um, I'll be able to enlighten you guys on some of the things, at least my opinions on how. Um, how we're going to win the tournament but that's uh <laughs> i guess <laughs> for later <laughs> in the pod <laughs> hey before we get to the football let's talk about the elephant in the room so you two lyle and amiro you caught up in amsterdam <laughs> <laughs> we did edzy we did it was one of those where um i was in the netherlands with the arsenal so we went out for um we went out to Eindhoven to watch um, Arsenal over there against um, PSV. Um, and on the way back to England, um, we came via Amsterdam and I thought it would be rude not to give my boy Amiro a call. Um, so we caught up. It was a bit hazy on our end because we'd been on a bit of a three-day bender over there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Amiro took us on a brilliant pub t- uh, pub crawl um, all around Amsterdam. Um was brilliant. Great to see him in person. And um, yeah, we had a good time. It ended up us singing in Arsenal songs. Um, that was after you had left us, Amiro. We said we were going to have a quiet night. We had finished up about two, three o'clock in the morning singing Arsenal oh. songs around <laughs> Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> How you been doing, Dabs? You good? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah. I've been back to Ireland last, last week. Uh, I'm back home in Shanrique in Wales again by now. You finished your um, Panini Sticker album yet? Um, no, I've got a confession to make. I didn't properly start it. I helped my brother though, and he's nearly there. I think he's got less than a hundred to go, so he's nearly at that bit where you can just buy them, and it's cheaper to do it. So, and he's he's been he's been doing it by buying them off eBay, which was a lot cheaper than actually collecting them. Um, I, okay, first of all, boys, to start off with Group H, uh, we've got Portugal, Ghana, Uruguay, and South Korea. Uh, who's the top two in this group, boys? I'll go in Portugal, Ghana. I think Ghana's going to be the dark horse in there. I think uh, oh, I think they'll okay. come out second. I think Portugal will will win this one as well. I'm not sure Uruguay or Ghana. I don't know enough about the two teams really. So I've gone Uruguay out of out of the two of them just because I know more of the players probably. I've gone with Uruguay as well because um, they've got the experience, and then with the the injury crisis that um, South Korea have got with Song. Um, and there's mm. one player, but <laughs> it's a huge <laughs> crisis there. Um, and the Ghana, Ghana, I think it's been dreadful, the qualifying campaign. They were very lucky to even get to the World Cup. So um, I've got Portugal, Uruguay for that one. Group G, boys, we've got Brazil, Serbia, Switzerland, Cameroon. I, again, controversially, I've gone for Brazil to win this group. I it should be so controversial. But... <laughs> I, I've gone Brazil to win it. They'll win, they'll win this group at a canter. I can see Switzerland going through this one because they they tend well lately they tend to do well but actually going back a few campaigns they've reached the finals and kind of just gone out in the group stages haven't they so 
I think Switzerland for me. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Switzerland, they were brilliant yeah. last year, weren't they? So, um, I mean, they, they uh, yeah, beat France, didn't they? So, um, you've got to give them their credit. I think they will come second in the group. Yeah, yeah. they've got to inform Granite Shaka, haven't they? So, because we've got <laughs> Granite Shaka, we've got <laughs> Granite Shaka. Like, uh, he's played amazing so far this season, isn't he? So, I, I'm not surprised that Switzerland will finish second. They're a boring team, aren't they? It's one of those boring teams that always qualify. That always progress. I think they punch they, above their weight when it's when it's needed sometimes. And it's um yeah, yeah. I think sometimes out of the blue they just have a good performance. I think something would have to go really wrong for Switzerland to not make it out. Let's put it like that. Yeah. I can't see David being upset with this one because Serbia's got the worst kit, haven't they? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> and they got I, I swear most of my predictions are based on the kits as well, so I, I don't think Serbia will get out of the group. Um, group F, this is quite a competitive group. Group F is very competitive. We've got Belgium, Canada, Morocco, and Croatia. How do we okay. see this going, boys? Belgium, Canada. That's the one, two. Canada. Canada. One, really? I, I, I would put them second after Belgium, but... Um... I had them last. To be honest with you. Oh, okay, okay. No, yeah, I, 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 think I, that... I, I, I don't have Canada in there either. Okay, well, maybe I've completely missed the. <laughs> I, mean... I think, uh, of course, let's let's put it this way: Morocco is most likely not going to be in the top two. Um, but uh, I, I think Belgium has a really, really good squad. Um, they only lack, let's say, sometimes the maturity in big matches, but they have the talent. So. In this group stage, they should get first with no problems. And I think, honestly, I was just thinking about Alfonso Davies when I put Canada <laughs> second. I was like, man, that guy's a wicked fast and so talented. Surely he can make some impact in these in these uh, group stage matches. From left back. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be controversial, Wesley. I think it's gonna be Belgium, Morocco. I'm gonna throw Morocco Woo! in the dark, dark, no. dark hole, dark hole. <laughs> to because I, I honestly think that they're gonna deal with the heat and the conditions out there perfectly. I, I don't True. think they're gonna be affected. I don't see Canada doing it, to be honest with you, in the conditions, in the hot weather. I don't, I don't see them coming through the group. It's just not there. Croatia are finished. I mean, there's just, you know, their golden generation is 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 long, 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 long expired. So I, I think Bel- I think it's Belgium and then Morocco maybe is the dark horse okay. in second. Wow. Okay. I'm going boring and I'm sticking to Croatia in second place. That's fair enough. Croatia, yeah. Ah, oh, big predictions. All right, Group E, boys. This is a tricky one to call. Uh, we have Spain, Costa Rica. Germany and Japan. Who comes in first? Uh, I I think Germany, Germany, Spain, uh, then Japan, then Costa Rica. But um, I think first and second, it's it's time. I've got them the other round with Spain going going uh, topping that group, then Germany, okay. and then Japan, Costa Rica. Um, just looking back to the Nations League, Germany they weren't they weren't great, were they? So no, they're poor. Port the Nations League. I thought they were port the last Euros, port the last World Cup. Hmm. Really? I've got Japan to finish second. Yeah, I've got that as well. Yeah, I do. I do. I think the Japanese have got no pressure on them. Um, and now, to be fair, I wouldn't. 
this is the proper bookies outside chance. I mean, realistically, I think Spain and Germany are your bookies' favourites to finish one and two. But I just fancy the Japanese as the dark horses there um, to, 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 yeah, to, to cause an upset. I agree. I've got them, mate. Um, Japan look very good. Very young team. If you look at the, the, the squad boys, a lot of them play in Europe now. Um, it's probably their strongest team. They haven't got any superstars like you know, Kagawa back in the day, but um, I reckon, yeah, this is the one. Uh, Germany's the, the game they're going to target. Um, I've got Spain winning this group easily, but Japan for a second. Okay. Germany going out. Right, group D. This is another tough one. I have to say, boys, this World Cup was very open because it's very hard to call the winners of this one. So Group D. Now, the World Cup reigning champions, France, Australia, Denmark, and Tunisia. Yeah, I think there's a group that might have um, an effect later on in the tournament. I, I think France and Denmark will go through in which order. France are, are really struggling with injuries at the minute, so it might take them a few games to get going or to settle on a, on a strongest level. And Denmark could take advantage of that. But I think the longer they go in the tournament, France will be the better team, if that makes sense. So I think the group stage of this one is is really tight. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I've got France to top the group, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was Denmark. I think Dav's right. I think the one question mark for me about that France team is... The goalkeeper, okay, yeah, Larissa's injury pro, uh, injury mistake prone, blah, blah, but he plays well for them. Defensive-wise, they look immense, do you know what I mean? They've got quality there. But the problem is the middle of the sandwich, right? I look at that midfield and it does not look very good. The forward line is the best. I mean, that forward line is a joke. I mean, you, you look at the forward line and it's not even funny. You've got like Mbappe, you've got um, Griezmann, you've got like uh, Giroud, you've got Benzema, like it's not, you know, it's not, it's not funny, but I just look at that midfield and I think if that midfield can't sort itself out early doors, they're going to be going, They, I, I agree with Dav, I think they've really got to try and find an 11, which works. They've got to try and get the midfield to gel, um, whether that's playing, you know, uh, three across the middle, uh, two sitters, one attacking midfield. So I think it's a great shout from Dav. I think France have just got to get through the group and then they just need to try and get games together. I've got um, Denmark actually winning the group. They're probably the strongest team in the right now. I agree with you. Uh, the players they've got and like and form going into it. I think France has just got they've got the know-how even on club level, haven't they? They're only taking twenty-five out of twenty-six, aren't they? The league on. <laughs> I, I like that though. That's how no, confident I, I, they are, boys. No, no, no. I, 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 I like a couple that, of tickets. No, I really do. I like the fact that they mean business because I look at the squads that some, and we'll come on to it a bit later. And you look at some of the players people are taking. It's like, yeah, well, there's no point bringing people who are just going to sit around and do nothing. They must be quietly confident, anyway. Well, you have to talk about the curse, boys. The winner's curse. Um, you know, the, the holders usually go out in the group stage, don't they? So I don't think it will happen this time, but I, I still have Denmark finishing top in this group. I just think they're a strong, strong team. I think yeah. losing Kante and Pogba is such a big loss for France. I, I just don't think mm. they'll go. They might not go that far, uh, but they'll get out of group, I think. They should have the quality. Um, Australia, they're rubbish. I mean, Tunisia, I don't know much about them. Got a lovely kit. So maybe Tunisia beat Australia. <laughs> We're going into that one, Lyle. Yeah, moving on to Group C. So Group C is a very competitive group here for the, the second place anyway. So you've got Argentina, who are probably the bookies' favourites right now, um, Saudi Arabia, uh, Mexico and Poland. 
Um, I think Argentina will probably go first, and then Mexico. Um, I, I, I just think there's a quite a big gap between the quality between, let's say, the top two teams and Poland and uh, Saudi Arabia. It's um, yeah, I, I think that's going to be a relatively straightforward group in my eyes. I think it comes down to one thing, and that's the one man in particular who plays for Poland, and that's Robert Lewandowski. If Lewandowski bangs in goals, they will go through seconds. There's no doubt about that because we all know that with the exception of the great Italian top side in 2006, what gets you through the tournament is goals really, isn't it, right? Um, and for me, I look at Argentina nailed on, Mexico mm-hmm. are a better side than Poland. But if Lewandowski starts banging in braces and all of that, which he's capable of because the guy's a freak, I think Poland go through second. I've seen them play Wales like a month ago. And to be honest, although they won 1-0, they weren't very good, Poland. So no. I, I'm pleased you've been telling me a lot that Mexico aren't the team like they were but I can still there's nothing in that Poland side that I can see troubling like a good side um they were lucky to win well not lucky but they have to like they were quite boring playing against Wales so I can see Argentina clearly winning that but Mexico going with them I've gone the opposite boys I've gone with Argentina to win the group and Poland will finish second because Mexico I've seen enough of them in qualifying that they haven't done well um and they haven't got the quality um, they have an awesome kit home and away kit it's amazing um, <laughs> oh, yeah, love yeah. to see that away kit in action but I think I think what Lyle says you know is true they've got Lewandowski he's a, just a world class player uh, whereas I can't name anyone on that Mexican side right now so nah. um, I think that's the difference picture, right? every every oh, team has that one player right so yeah. well you need that one player yeah. to at least get through the group stages I've got Poland in second as well, but I agree with Dav's point. I find their style of play to be a bit agricultural, to be brutally honest with you, Poland. So uh, it's one of those, I think, <laughs> they're going to need to try and keep the ball a little bit better. <laughs> when, when Wales played them last month, or the month before, uh, Wales started pretty well. They were attacking um, for about 18 minutes, I think it was. And then... The, the the change the, like the change or the big turning point was the time wasting and the staying down and the feigning injuries and that's that's how they won that game they turned it by by getting away with it I'm not sure if they'll get away with it against a good side like Argentina definitely not maybe even against Mexico so and they'll struggle to do that for three games I think as well or maybe I'm All just right. bitter. right moving on to group b boys all right this is the big one england (laughs) iran usa and from now on i'm gonna refer to them as cymru okay so we've got cymru there i can't believe i'm saying that cymru in the world cup but anyway that's the group b um we're going to start off with um, Emir of this one because he's the neutral party here. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I just went, I think, USA 1, England England sec, uh, number 2. Um, England is just looking a little rough these days, but I think even with them playing not that well altogether, they still have talent, enough talent to be able to go through, in my opinion. Um, and then Kamri 3rd and Iran 4th. I can see England winning this group as well, Dave. I, I'm, I'll tell you why as well. I think Wales have got a slight inferiority complex when it comes to the English players. Not country, I mean now, but the players. Because a lot of the Wales players, the Cymru players, sorry, 
they were playing maybe in the same uh, academies as the England players. And what tends to happen is if you're not quite good enough, you get dropped and you drop down a few divisions. And they, they're going to know the English players from the academies and from the time they were let go. And I, I, yeah, if you, some of them are maybe that they've, like you're thinking about Matt Smith from uh, Man City. He came through that academy. He knows there are a couple of players from Man City, not just that they took his place, but they were signed for like 100 million. Grealish, Calvin Phillips just came in doing you know, the same position as him. I think, I, I think that might be an issue. I've never seen Wales beat England, and uh, I hope I'm, I, I hope I'm talking through my rear end. But I think that's an issue with Wales. I think there's, at the minute anyway, from what I've seen lately, I think they're going to, I can't see them beating England. And then, yeah, uh, having seen England winning the group, I can see that happening quite easily. Hopefully Wales will go through in second because let's the USA, they, they don't tend to win a lot on the road, do they? They win a lot at home. Mm-hmm. But this is three away games. You never know what can happen. I think Wales can beat the USA and Iran. I think the biggest problem Wales have got in this game is the self-belief. I'll be honest mm. with you, if Wales score first, they can win the game. And the reason why I say that is the England back, back four, in particular the centre-half pairing, is poor, right? And I think this is a not once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but if I was in the Welsh dressing room, I'd be saying, look, boys, if we score a goal in the first 20 minutes and then make their life very difficult across the first half, they're actually going to struggle to win the game. But I think it's right. It's do they have the belief to go out there and want to land the first punch? Because realistically, you fancy yourself, don't you, against whether it's going to be Maguire and Stones, whether it's going to be uh, Maguire and Cody. So I think this is the game that the England-Wales game is the game I am a little bit nervous on because I think it's the best time for England, as for Wales to be playing England at the moment, in the sense that I don't actually think England know their best defensive pairing I think Wales probably don't know actually who their best pairing are in terms of going forwards in terms of you know who they're going to play the wide areas I don't think they've got an so it's actually quite difficult tactically for England to set up if you know what I mean you know are Wales going to try and bombard it into Kiefer Moore will, ba- will Gareth Bale play as almost a false you know false nine so I actually think this is going to be a much tougher game than people are saying I think I think England will top the group uh, but I think Wales are nailed on second. I can't see the USA and Iran uh, putting a dent on it. So I think it'd probably be something like England on seven points, Wales on four points, maybe USA three and Iran one. That's how Iran have got Karos Keros now, haven't they? They've just he's had two yeah. games in Champions. Yeah, he's a good coach. He's a he's an ex, he's experienced at tournament players, and he got Egypt to the final of the um of the of the Afcon, didn't he? And yeah. he just. He, how is he going to set them up? Because even with with, with Salah in that Egyptian team, they were pretty defensively, uh, pretty de- defensive. Sorry, and uh, that's uh, that's the one that's the that's the unknown as well, isn't it? Because he's only had two games with them. Yeah, and also the one thing Iran have probably got is that they're used to the conditions, if that makes sense. Because obviously yeah. it's very very similar climate, right? In the sense that I actually yeah. think. Iran's biggest advantage would not be to play defensive football, but would be to try and run at sides for 90 minutes um, and, and really give it a go. I don't, I don't think they're going to be good enough, especially against the likes of England, 
maybe even, well, depends on who Wales play, to sit back for 90 minutes and win the game. I don't see that. I think even USA have got some good attacking quality. I think their best bit, bet with winning footballs is to try and outrun teams for 90 minutes. You know, about the 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 weather, do you think it'll be like, let's say, the, the climate will be a very big, um, uh, like, let's say, variable factor in, in the tournament? Massively. I mean, a couple times. big time. Massively. I'm going to be melting that sun. <laughs> Massively. Uh, it's going to be winter, it, it, though. <laughs> well... It's still warm though, Miro. You've got to remember, like yeah. during our season, during the European season, if you've got 70, even at the start of the season, if it's a 17, 18 degree day, that's that's warm, mate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're in that bit of the earth that's really mate, under the sun. Mate, I'm not, be, I'm not, Miro, I'm not being funny, mate. I've just done a little weather no. check up. It's, it's 28 degrees now, and it's bloody what midnight over there. I'm not being funny, geez. Right, it's one of that. No, oh. like, I remember. Honestly, I, like, and I'm, I'm not trying to make this. I remember the um, the Brazilian World Cup. England were awful. We just did not do nothing in the heat, mate. We were shocking. We were absolutely <laughs> shocking. It was just awful. But um, I'll see how it goes. Amira, didn't you live in Qatar for a bit? I, I lived there for quite a bit. So I, I mean. I was just thinking, like, come, come December time, I mean, that's obviously why they, there was no way they could host it in the, the summer. But um, um, come December, it, it should be, like, you know, around 15, 20, whenever the teams are playing. And I think that's a pretty good temperature, but it's also quite dry. Um, yeah, I, I think there will be some factors. And I think being from that region will help you. But... I don't think it'll be like so bad as if you go like to a tropical country like uh, Brazil or something or like insane altitude like that is some difference. Um, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be that much of a factor, but maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. And you you won't always see it like by how much they're sweating. You could also see if the quality is dipped uh, immensely, then you can tell that these guys are not uh, having a good time on the pitch. But uh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Is there anything um that Lyle and I should be aware of before getting over there? Yeah. Um, don't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, mate. I've got you down as my emergency contact. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> don't need them calling me, man. I made it out of there. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, boys, I'm a bit embarrassed even sharing my group B predictions, eh? So... <laughs> Wales number uh, one. Yeah, well, I have to. It's heart overhead, isn't it? So Cumbria's gonna win the group, and and this is how I'm gonna go. I'll I'll go for it in detail, right? So we'll win. No, the first game we'll draw against USA. We'll draw that one. Then we'll beat Iran, and then we'll draw against England. So really, it comes out of goal difference. I think we'll go through with five points. What would you rather face? To because the final game is against England. Would you rather England be basically through or struggling to go through? That's the problem. Having that last game, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think we should just focus on ourselves. I think if we go into that game with four points, yeah, we don't have to win that game. You know, we can settle for a draw. And like you said, like we've got a bit of a. Inferior, you know, complex when it comes to playing England. So I think if we can go there, just knowing that a draw is enough, that should be fine for us. I think I'd rather England having to win than that, you know the other way around. I don't. If Wales don't have to chase the result, then you know we're fine. Um, but this is the group where I think 
it doesn't really matter if you finish top or second because you, you're facing a difficult team in the next round, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. And this is, tech, um, like according to the rankings, this is the group of death, as in the average of the rankings is the highest in the tournament. Right, let's talk about Group A. So we've got, we've got the host, uh, Qatar, in their first ever World Cup, probably their first and last World Cup, isn't it? Um, <laughs> then we've got Ecuador, Senegal and the Netherlands. So Amiro, take it off for him, mate. Let's go for it. Uh, Netherlands fourth? No, <laughs> no Netherlands uh, first in the group. I, uh, I, I honestly will be surprised if we don't get nine points. Um, <laughs> I, and it's actually crazy because I, I think in, uh, like in the recent history of the Netherlands, like the uh, not the Netherlands, Netherlands football in terms of tournaments, We've done pretty well in, in, in group stages in general, um, which which does help you later in the tournament. Um, but, you know, Senegal, they're kind of missing their, their, their big guy, right? I think that, um, isn't it Mane who's injured or? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's rough. Uh, and then um, you've got Qatar, which I don't expect much from them in Ecuador as well. I don't expect much. So I think... Um, it seems like a walk in the park, but I think we'll what we need to worry about in this group, which I guess other teams don't have to worry about in other groups, is making sure we have a high level of play and we don't just play to the level of the opponents and we go, ah, well, nine points is going to happen anyways. Or let's say we scrape by and just get nine points, then we're not really ready or, or fit mentally to play uh, any big team that comes up later. So um, it's more of a mental challenge than skill and then sorry senegal uh second because i i think they they want afcon if i'm not mistaken or yeah um uh so yeah and qatar and ecuador are nowhere near those two so uh, netherlands and senegal i've got the same as you Amiro. i've got yes walk that group and senegal um the closest to them again i'm with you the they look as those two sides look as though they're quite a bit in front of the other two. So you've had yourself a nice group there. I was very happy when I when I when <laughs> I saw that. So uh, yeah, uh, I agree a hundred percent, boys. Agree a hundred percent. I think the one thing I'd be curious to understand, and again, no disrespect to me, I'm not trying to rub any salt into the wound, is that I feel like the Netherlands are a little bit of an unknown quantity at the World Cup because obviously twenty. Um, 20, the last one they weren't now, and they then obviously, tw- and then 2014 they weren't really that impressive. But I think they could be a dark horse this tournament, given that they've actually got a good run through to the quarterfinals. But anyway, we'll talk about that later. So I think the group stage for them is where they need to set the tone. So I think what you said was bang on, Emiro. It's one of those where it's like straight into fourth gear, fifth gear, no messing about. I've gone with um, the Netherlands winning this group easily. Second, yeah. this will surprise you, boys. I think with the news of Mane being out, it's the same deal with South Korea. Son's not playing for them. He's such a big player, Mane, and I, I don't think they'll go through. I think Ecuador will go through because they've got, if you look at their qualifying record, they finished fourth in qualifying, just behind Uruguay. Um, I think they could be the dark horses in that group because they've got the first game against um, Qatar. So I expect them to win 4 0 that game. They'll batter Qatar. Um, and I think the way the fixtures work out, Netherlands will win that first game. So that'll put um, Senegal under huge pressure on that second game to win. So 
I've got Ecuador coming out of the group, boys. Um, so this is my predictions, boys. So I've got Netherlands winning the group. Uh, they play the USA. I finished second in Group B. Uh, Argentina versus France. Uh, Cymru versus Ecuador. Denmark, Poland. Spain, Croatia. Brazil, Uruguay. Belgium, uh, Japan. And Portugal, Switzerland. So out of those teams, uh, the team's progressing into the quarterfinals. I've got um, the Netherlands, um, who will play against Argentina. Cymru versus Denmark. Spain versus Brazil. Belgium, Portugal. Um, and out of those teams there, we've got uh, in the semi-finals, I've got uh, Netherlands versus Denmark, an in, in, interesting um, pair in there in the semi-final. Spain versus Belgium. Um, and the final will be played between Netherlands and Spain. It's going to be a repeat of 2010. And unfortunately, Amira, I just think Spain will win the World Cup. <laughs> right. oh, not the, there, there's, not, there's not the foggiest chance of that playing out, Eddie, I'm afraid to so. say. <laughs> There's just a few I'm, things wrong, I would say. Nah, but... you're probably. I'm from. I was from Nicolas. I don't think everyone's back in Argentina, Brazil, right? I can't nah, see a South American team making the semi-final. All right, it's not oh. going to happen, mate. You are in fairy tale land. Have you seen that Brazilian <laughs> side? Have you seen those? Those boys are lean, mean, hungry, fighting machines, mate. Oh god, that Brazilian team is dangerous, man. They come straight out the favela and they are looking for blood, mate. They ain't gonna come back to. I'm telling you, they're not allowed back in Brazil, mate, unless they've made the final. <laughs> right. Like, right. Give me some credit here. Give me some credit. I, I wrote some stats. All right. I stayed up last All night. Right. Some stats. Right. The Netherlands, I think they'll go far because if you look at their record, right, the last 15 games, uh, the last time that the Netherlands lost was back in the Euros. So they're on a 15-game winning streak right now. Yeah. Or undefeated yep, streak. Yep. So 10th in the world. You look at the defensive pairing. You've got uh, De Ligt and, uh, and Virgil. or well, I mean, Amiro. Um, so, you know, it's a good <laughs> good centre-back pairing. I'm not sure who they got up front, though. That's the problem. So goals might be... Uh, an issue there for Nevins, but I can't see them conceding many goals. I just wanted to point out one thing about your <laughs> predictions, Edzi. I, I feel like you found the best scenario for uh, Wales. Yeah. <laughs> so they could go just as far as they could. <laughs> like playing, what is it here? Uh, Ecuador and then yeah, playing, and get going out against Denmark. I, I mean, a quarterfinal is, it's asking a bit much from your team <laughs> with all... <laughs> Uh, God, back me up, Dabs. Back me up, Dabs. <laughs> I've got them. You won't like this at all, at least. I've got them going out, Wales going out in the last 16 to the Netherlands because <laughs> I can see I can see Wales in second. So, but I've learned my lesson from the Euros. I've got the Netherlands going out in the next round to Argentina because I really backed the Netherlands in the last one and they let me down big style. So I'm not going to do the yeah, same mistake. But- wouldn't bank too much on Argentina. I think of the South American size, the Brazilians are the one which I would be putting my my money on. The Argentinians it always seems to just backfire for some weird and wonderful reason. It's like you know, it's either they fall out with each other or I, I don't know. It's I, I just would not put any money on Argentina. Um, but I don't. I think the Netherlands, if they make it through to the semis, that's a great. That's that is that is that is, for me is ten out of ten. Whereas I think I think quarterfinals they're going to come up against Argentina, and I think that's going to be a hell of a game. And I think they'll do well to get through Argentina. But we'll see how it goes. I agree with you, Lyle. Uh, 
<clears throat> I can I can see Argentina winning it, but I can see Brazil winning it possibly. I got them in the final against France. And yeah, that's what I've got as well. I've got that as well. That's bang on. That is absolutely bang on. I've just I've plumped for Brazil, but I could have plumped for 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 France as well. I think it's if it got to that final, Brazil against France, it would be so tight. What's the what's the argument, boys, for France? Because I I can't see it. I can't see mate, them going the, that far. Mate, no, 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 mate, mate. I'm not being funny, Edzy. The firepower they've got up front, mate. The only Doesn't thing matter. which is going <laughs> to, mate, the firepower the field, they've, boys. nothing yeah, else matters. The fi- yeah, but the firepower they've got up front, what's going to self implode them is game management, right? It's like what mm. you saw against. Remember against Switzerland, right? Mm. Where they were up like two. They, they're winning two one or what? And then they lost. Ended up losing three two four. What's going to kill them is game management. But I guarantee you, they they. I, I use the boxing analogy, right? They've got the biggest knockout of punch out of anyone in that tournament. No one has got more firepower than them going forward, mate. Look, no. what Benzema, Mbappe, and whatever else you want to throw on the, the wide areas, whether that's um Coleman, Griezmann. You've then got Giroud off the bench, mate. Like. I'm not being funny. Like if they turn up on their day, they're putting sixes and fives past you. I agree. I, th- th- I heard somebody say, I can't remember who, they've still got as much chance of going out in the group stage as they've got of winning it, which is quite... Great... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the, the two sides I would not want to come up against in this... I would fancy myself against anyone in this tournament except for Brazil yeah, and France. So okay, Brazil yeah, and France. Okay. Because the problem with the French team is you don't know what France team's going to turn up. You could have no. just Mbappe and Benzema just on a mad one for the day and you're 3-0 down at half-time. And with the Brazilians, <laughs> you've just got a bunch of madmen in there who are going to press you, close you down and run at you for 90 minutes non-stop. The reason I've got you in the, in the, in the quarterfinal is I think if you top that group, you might end up with Senegal and without Mane, they're, they're quite beatable. Uh, uh, yeah, correct. So, correct. And, Mate, and uh, then you'll be somebody like France, so... Oh, yeah. I'm, we'll come on to this in a bit, but like our centre half pairing is pony, mate. Can you imagine Benzema, Mbappe, and uh, Griezmann, Giroud, Kingsley, Coman up against bloody Harry Maguire and like Stones or Cody? Mate, it's not <laughs> yeah. happening. Yeah, I, I can because I've seen it this season watching Man United against Brentford and Brighton. It's just embarrassing. So you put real. <laughs> <laughs> hey Lyle, hey Lyle, I think we'll be that we'll be out there longer than England, right? There is a twenty-five percent possibility, maybe thirty percent, that it just goes nuclear for England. <laughs> I mean, no, no pun intended, because we've got Iran in our group. There is a possibility that it could go nuclear for England out in Qatar, and you could no, no, any look. I'm not being funny. Anyone who's lived in the UK or knows what they, I can already see the headlines. I, you know what I mean? Oh dear. <laughs> I'm still back in Spain to win the World Cup. They're going to win the World Cup. Who's going to score their goals, Spain? Hmm. Don't tell me Morata because he's pony as well. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, back to the drawing board on that one. <laughs> no, so no, no, because the, the, the thing is this, Edzie, right? If you look at so the Netherlands and the Spain are lucky because they had got no pressure on them, right? So they've got a free hit. This tournament free hit for both of them, right? The teams who've got pressure, real pressure going into this one are England, France, obviously, because they're the holders, and then I also think that Brazil's got a bit of pressure, especially from back home, to sort of actually turn up. 
So I think, mm. and, and those are the three teams I think you've got real. And I actually think maybe Belgium, the fourth side, have probably got a bit of pressure because this is probably their last roll of the dice. I think. Yeah. We we the always say this is about done. Yeah, I, I think this really is their last roll of the dice, Belgium. Um, so I think those, but again, I, I, to me, I wouldn't really put them, but I think those are the teams who've got real pressure going. Everyone else, look, wherever you end up is wherever you end up, right? At the end of the day, it's a, it's a bonus. But I think those are the sides who have really got a lot of scrutiny going into this tournament. Yeah. And Qatar, obviously, because they're hosting it, of course. Because I said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, be careful what we say about Qatar. We're not, yeah. we're not being there yet, mate. <laughs> I would upload the pod after the World Cup, guys. That's probably yeah, maybe, idea. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll come, back, the... I'll come back. I'll come back with no hand. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Roll up the airport. Wait, come here, come here, come here, <laughs> Stuart, come here. Wait, what have you been chatting about? What? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, so predictions up. So I've got Spain to win the World Cup for me. Amiro's gone for the Netherlands. Davs and uh, Lyle have gone for Brazil. Right, let's talk about our dark horses, boys. Not necessarily, you know, going to win the tournament, but, you know, might cause an upset here and there. So pick two dark horses, boys, for the whole tournament. Netherlands, by definition, a dark horse here. And I think mm, the other one's tough. You know, I don't know why, but I feel like Portugal Portugal get, could, could get something out of it. They've got a pretty good squad, and so it's not only Ronaldo this time. Um, and they were pretty good. I think it was – was it the Euros recently or something? They were looking quite solid, but they had a, a bit of a young squad, so maybe they're a little bit more mature. And I think uh, this Messi and Ronaldo's, uh, you know, last show, I, I feel like, at least uh, at the World Cup. So um, – yeah, I think they could put something together, a good, a good run at least. I'm going to go boring. I'm going to say Germany because you just, they, they do turn up, don't they? Sometimes they get a, a stinker, but they always turn up for tournaments. So I'm going to say, I'm just going to say Germany for a, for a, for an outside shot. I haven't got, I haven't got them going that far in, well, actually, no, I've got them going to the semi finals, haven't I? <laughs> oh, but, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not going to say Belgium because I've seen them play lately quite often and they're on the slide. So, mm. but I don't know anything about them. I'm going to say Germany. I think Amiro is on something with Portugal. The only problem is that their style of football at tournaments tends to be boring as batshit. So they can sometimes almost just revert to sort of, you know, park the bus footy. Um, but <clears throat> ultimately, if they can get through the, if they can get themselves into the quarterfinals, then, you know, they're not a bad shout. Portuguese. Um, apart from that, mate, I am gonna just go completely rogue, uh, and I am gonna go with Ghana because why not? Uh, let's talk about the squads then. Um, so Lyle, I think England—they've got the same problem as France have. I think the midfield's weak. <clears throat> I don't know if it's so much that the midfield is weak, Edzy. I, I don't think I would say that because you look on paper and there are some good players in there. I think the biggest so, so okay so you say right well for argument's sake you say you're going to play Bellingham in there he's a good he's a he's a, he's a good player you're going to play 
um, Declan Rice in there, and then you throw in maybe like uh, Foden or Mount, right? The mid. It's not the fact that the midfield is weak. I think the biggest problem England's got is he doesn't know how he's how he's going to get everyone to play together, right? We're almost back to where we were 2006, where he's gone away from his traditional five at the back, two in the middle, three wide players, because there's so much public pressure to try and play a bit more expansive attacking football. And that's why our Nations League campaign was frankly a disaster, because we've gone to try and play 4-3-3 or 4-2-3-1, but he doesn't know how to make all the players fit in because Southgate is not a tactician. He's not that kind of manager. He's more of a, you know, you boys, you know, do the country proud. <clears throat> you know, I'll take the flak, you know, and put an arm around their manager. So, yeah, the midfield is a little bit weak in the sense that I think we could do with one or two more players in there, but that's not the root cause of the problem. The root cause of the problem is I think we've got a massive problem in terms of how he gets all of them players in there and he gets them playing football. I still think he's picked some weak players, though. I mean, Phillips, he's barely played. Henderson? Yeah. What's what's Henderson there for? He's a cheerleader, isn't he? Yeah, he is. But, I mean, the problem he's got is that the guy who probably should have gone, but... So, I'll I'll give you my view on the squad, right? So, the goalkeepers, Pickford, Ramsdale and Pope is is spot on. Um, The defence, I think, is a bit of a joke, the fact that Cody and Maguire have gone over to Moray. I don't really rate Cody at all. Everyone keeps saying, oh, yeah, he's a great lad around the dressing room and all of that sort of stuff. If I want to go and find a good bloke, I can go and find 20 million nice guys in England who I can get in as a cheerleader. Yeah? <laughs> so it's like, for me, the Cody bit just does not fly, right? It does not fly. The Maguire, so I think Tomori has to go, right? Because he's been awesome at AC Milan. Cody out. And then you could make an argument if you wanted to bring Maguire for the experience, right? So for me, I think he's missed a massive trick there. He's got so lucky that Reese James got injured. Obviously, we're gutted for the lad because he's an absolute unbelievable player, but it's solved a massive problem for him. So I think I think everything else is 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 about right from, from a defensive um perspective, uh, with the exception of the Tamore. Um, personally, I would have left Connor Cody and I would have taken Maguire because I just don't think he would have dropped him. I, I just don't think he would have. Um, but I don't think he should have gone Maguire, though. I think his form's awful. But, I mean, you know, that it is what it is. The midfield is tough, Eddie, because the guy who probably should have gone is James Ward-Prowse. I think he's been really hard done by. Uh, how mm. Ward-Prowse hasn't got out there is, is a bit of a joke. Um, so that is tough. And then from a forwards perspective... I have no idea why he's taking um, why he's taking Rashford. To me, that doesn't make much sense because you've got. Well, I mean, like it's just it's odd because Rashford's been all over the place for the last eighteen months. If you're chasing a game, you're not going to take Gary Kane off, are you? So you're probably going to bring on Grealish from the wide areas. Um, I would have brought Tammy Abraham because if Kane gets down, you need someone to lead the line. So I think, the and you can't leave out Wilson because Wilson's been awesome for Newcastle. So I think Rashford's a lucky boy to, to go. So I think Tammy Abraham, Ward-Prowse and Tamore the three are really unlucky not to go. So that's kind of my take on it. And United supporters, I agree with, with Rashford. He's not going to be that focal point for, for England. He's going to, at his best, he's coming in from the side, ideally from the right. So... Um, but he, he has been scoring and he's scored some goals against good teams as well. So, but you're yeah. talking of, uh, lately, he scored some head like some, some good headers as well. So, yeah. but but it's a it's it hasn't been over a long period of time, hasn't it? You're talking a no. couple of months, 
Uh, and I, I, th- just, these I think you need a big boy. You need a big boy. If you're chasing, if we're two one down and you're chasing the game, you've got to bring on Tammy Abram. You need some timber in there. I think the problem with Rashford is Rashford is a great player to bring on if you are two one up and you want to close the game out because obviously they'll push their defense will push up. He can get in behind. That's when he's at his best. If we're two one down chasing the game with fifteen minutes and a team's playing a you know eight eight nine men behind the ball, I just think Rashford's going to struggle to get in the game, but. Uh, you know, you are right. He has scored some good goals against, you know, scored against Chelsea, scored against Arsenal. He's he has been okay, but is what it is, isn't it? What about our squad, Davs? Are you happy with the squad? Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm reasonably happy with it. We 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 had a chat last night, Chris, and um, we we had a good look at it. My dad sent me sent me like a WhatsApp. Uh, like the morning, like yesterday morning, and he was, he had every single player correct apart from one. I think he had Locke here out and, oh, I can't remember who he had in instead. Uh, Cooper in, sorry, he had Cooper in instead of... Oh. Oh. Your dad's a wise man. He should have picked the team. Yeah. Um, firstly, that has to be said, the, the, the Robert Page, the Wales manager, he's been he's been loyal to a few players that have been loyal to Wales, to put it nicely. I'm not going to name names yet. I don't think it would be fair, but there's a couple of names on on the squad that probably aren't going to add much to the much to the team, especially when you consider like the other players that are in the squad at the same time, and especially as well if you're considering who's not there. Wales were very small. We haven't got a big pool of players, but we've left players at home who've been playing really regularly. We've left Cooper from from Swansea at home. Um, we've left Jordan James of Birmingham City. He's not going. And these are players like the second tier of English football that could have added something for Wales. Yet they haven't been in the squads lately because they're young. <laughs> it's not their fault. They were only born in like 2005. So... Um, it's a bit Do you think that's a bit of short-termism? Do you think that's a bit of short-termism? Because if you look at it, right, I mean, this is the swan song for the vintage of Euro 2016. And you could say that for Wales, this is either a risk or it's an opportunity. It's a risk mm. in the sense that if you leave some of those experienced pros at home and you choose to take youngsters, they haven't had that experience at the big stage. But then it's an opportunity in the sense that you say, well, hang on, no, we want to be at the next Euros and we want to be at the next World Cup and these young players are playing well and we want to give them an opportunity to to showcase yeah. themselves. Because I think you're right, Dav, I'm not, I'm not going to name some of those names, but I saw it yesterday and I was just like, <laughs> what? A couple of those players who, no disrespect to them, they have been very good for you, but you know, that was five, mm. six years ago. Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to name it, Dabs. Hold on, Dabs. I'm going to name them. I don't care. <laughs> I've had, what, 24 hours of calm down of this, but, you know, I'm still pissed off about it. Johnny Esther, Chris Gunter, both cheerleaders. I picked them in my team. I was, I was hoping I was wrong, but how do you pick two players in League Two over players that play in the Championship? Come on. And then when you pick He's someone gone. like Ruben Colwell, Ruben Colwell, he played like 200 minutes this season. Ollie hmm. Cooper, he's played over 800 minutes so far. Great debut season for the Swans. I don't expect him to play any games in the World Cup, but I expect him to at least get a name of the team. Like, come on. Like, we yeah. give England so much shit over the years for picking 
players that are non-informant or based on name and reputation. But Wales have done exactly just that. Like, we had to pick our best players on form, you know? And like what Lyle said, we have to look for the future. Like, we're not going to have Bale and Ramsey now for the next tournament, are we? So this is the time and place to put these players in there now. I'm not saying they start every game, but at least expose them to a World Cup. Because, look, we're not going to get out of the group, are we, really? If you're really going to think about it. Like, we're not going to get out of the group. So we've got three games that we should be giving our players as much exposure to the, the world stage as possible. And I think Paige has got it wrong. And I think the FAW got it wrong for giving him a long-term contract because this is what always happens, right? When you give a manager a contract beyond the next tournament, risky. I, I think we, yeah, we missed the boat on that one. Paige has picked his boys and that's the problem. Picked I'm not boys. sure about the long-term contract. I think he, he's, he's been, he's, he's done well. He's, uh, Paige has done well for Wales. The, the issue I think we've got is we've taken a lot of players that do roughly the same thing We've taken about four or five players in, in midfield, especially, that do the same job, where we could have taken a gamble. I'm not, not a gamble, but a wild card, something we're not sure what we're going to get from. We don't need that many like centre mids, for example. We're not going to get through like five of them. Mm. Um, Chris Norrington Davis of Sheffield United, he was a big loss, I think. He's not the flash name. He's not one of the like the huge stars, but he's got injured and he covered a lot of positions. He could play, he could play centre back if he had to. He was a left back, he was a back. He could slot in, in in midfield. So he's a big loss. So I think we've overcompensated a bit in centre mid. You mean with like um, Morel and Levitt and Smith? Like look, yeah, we, people we, go, oh, you're biased you're a Swans yeah. fan. Joe Allen, right? Yeah. He's not even fit. I don't personally think he should be going because he's not fit. I think you, there might be a, a, a scenario where he drops out. Um, yeah. I think that we've got to be realistic there. I think they've given him as much time as possible because they don't have to name the squads like properly until really like just before it starts. So who's going with him? Is Jordan James going for the experience and who else? Uh, some of the kid, um, Luke yeah. Harris from Fulham. Yeah, is, Cooper, Ollie Cooper misses out on that. I, I, I just can't stand that. Might be that he's just said no. I'm not going for the. For, I'm going on holiday. He might have said. <laughs> um, there might be a, there might be a scenario where 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 Alan does drop out. But there we go. It is what it is, and we have to like we have to we have to remember Wales isn't the same as like most countries. We're basically a club side that's competing on the international stage, like a club side that's doing the best out of limited. Um, resources so if that means sometimes we do have to take people that might improve the mood or um, like get everybody going I think some maybe there's something to be said for that and maybe that's why um, Paige has gone with somebody you've you've mentioned his name already Chris Gunter and Johnny Williams maybe that's why they're there they're experienced mm. they uh, people do look up to them they, they've been there and done that there's not many of them, actually, who's still there from 2016, is there? Really, when you think about it. I wish we just copy what France did and not pick 26. Why don't you just pick 18? Because realistically, that's how many players are going to play in this World Cup. It's probably 18 players, right? We're not well, going to pick 26 we're playing. Cards, aren't we? Wales are going to get them. We're going to get suspensions. And mm. I think we need as many players as we can just for that. <laughs> I'm just a bit disappointed, really. I, I I thought like we pick players on form, like we, like I've said before, we've given England Southgate shit so many years for picking players based on names, and we just done the same thing. Like the 
the Johnny Esther and Gunter, I, I just, it's unforgivable for me. Like, I don't think you should be picking them. If you're playing in League Two football, come on. Like, League Two. We must have... I can't think of any players, maybe Iran or whatever. Are uh, they picking players from that low in the football premier It's Like, like you, you have to pick players who are playing at a higher level. I think we're going on and on about who maybe... Who, we, who we'd rather have there because the rest of the squad picks itself, doesn't it? Like, in all honesty. We're only talking about maybe, like, six players that we might disagree on. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I'm just going to... It is what it is. With, with, it, doesn't really, with, it, doesn't really, it doesn't really matter. I think at the end of the day, you just got to back your manager, right? I think that's yeah. what it comes down... Yeah. It's, what it comes, it's what it comes down to because... As much as it's annoying when you ain't got one or two players there, you got to back the manager. It's all of them. You're out. He's got you to the big tournament. He did well at the Euros as well. Um, and he's just one of those which think, you know, he obviously knows why he wants them in the dressing room, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I don't think it is a direct comparison to um, <clears throat> England, Eddie, in the sense that if you look at England, it's like some of the players that are leaving out are, you know, playing for, you know, top six Premier League sides. Whereas here, it's like, the arguments we made is, you know, these are people with 80, 90 caps and, you know, they'll wrap an arm around the, the young kids. Uh, it is what it is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, you know, in saying that, if Gunter scores against England, then I'll, I'll eat my humble pie. <laughs> Just imagine if he did. If he does, then I'll take my top off and get arrested. So. <laughs> right, moving to the Netherlands. So you've not actually named your full team yet, but um, Emiro, but um, comes up tomorrow, I think. So you've got a 39 provisional squad whittled down to 26. Have you seen any surprises happening tomorrow? I, I, I'm just wondering, uh, I would say not so much about the selection. I think, let's say the starting 11 is more or less set uh, and the style of play that we play, which is quite attacking, quite quite quick football on the offensive side. The only thing is um, we just need to make sure that uh, the strikers play really well and they score, I think. Midfield, we're super solid. I mean, Frankie's like unbelievably good, man. Watching that guy play is, is just crazy. And defensively, we're probably one of the best in the tournament uh, overall. Maybe France is slightly better. Um, I, I think it's just about getting the – I wouldn't say the right strikers, but the strikers that won't start, making sure that we have enough options if we want to do something else like – Let's say I know Berghuis doesn't really start often uh, for a team. I mean, he, every once in a while he does, but he's not a, a common starter. And to bring someone like him to be more of a hold-up classic number nine because we don't really have a super dynamic number nine like Robin van Persie. So it's more of a – I think Louis van Gaal has done perfect to just, like, get around us not having a world star striker uh, uh, like just, I mean, Robin Van Persie was just out of this world. Arjen Robin, uh, those those players. We don't have one of those in the front, but they still perform. So I think it's more about making sure that we facilitate them in the best way. Because at the end of the day, we need to score, right? Otherwise, uh, having a great defense isn't going to get us, you know, super far. I've got a laugh. I've got a laugh for Miro because it's all gone full circle. When I started getting into football in the late nineties, the Netherlands had too many strikers; they couldn't bloody take them all. Do you know what I mean? It was <laughs> Burkamp, you had uh, Vanestroy, you had Hasselbank, you had Patrick Clivert. It uh, wasn't funny, was it? 
<laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite problem now. Um, um, but yeah, in my opinion, I think if if you're going to miss something in your squad, maybe like the forwards, that's like the least of your worries if, if that's like the weakest part of your, your squad. I think other than our forwards, we like let's say if you're talking about midfield and defense, we've got one of the best squads in the tournament right now, I would say. Um, so yeah, just just hope we 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 play solidly and we don't uh, lose against random random teams. We'll start off with you actually. So Netherlands. So what do you think will be a successful tournament for you guys? I think there's there's a, a relatively. There's there's some pressure. I don't think it's too high right now, but uh, but but I would say a semifinal would be would be a good result, and I think honestly, at a stretch, a final and a a World Cup, I I, th- I it's possible if things go our way. But I would, I think, logically, a semifinal is r- really reachable. I would be happy if we made it. If we don't, if we get out before, I'll be pissed. <laughs> So, yeah, we better make the semis. I mean, the, the squad is just, yeah, we've got it. We just got to play well. Let's hear it now. What's what's your head actually saying over your heart? <laughs> How far can uh, England go and what will be mate, success for you? Mate it's, a, it's, mate, it's a miracle if, mate, if this side makes the semifinals, right? It is an absolute miracle. In fact, I almost, part of me thinks I have more chance of winning lottery than us winning the semi-final at the moment. Uh, so getting to the semi-final at the moment, because you look at it and everything tells me that tactically we're not going to set up right. We're not going to pick the right starting 11. He's going to, you know, we've got players who are out of form who are probably going to play. And I just think it's going to be a disaster, right? That's what my head's telling me. Um, I think quarterfinals would be good, a good result, I think. If we made the semis, that is just miraculous, really. Um, but I think the one thing which I do think is in our favour is the fact that I just don't think there is the level of public expectation. So the players should be able to go out and play. But um, no, Eddie, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah, semi-finals would be unbelievable. Um, but we'll probably go out in the quarters. I think. Um, realistically, getting up the group would be amazing. And because that would mean that we've probably well that we would have won and drawn um, a game at the World Cup, and if that happens, I'm 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 going to be happy. I'm going to be very happy if we get that get out the group. I'm not going to go any further than that. Um, if we're not going out the group, I'd like one game where we can really celebrate and um, go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably the last one against yeah. England. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I you know I have to be honest, boys. Like even though I've got us getting out of the group finishing quarterfinals, it probably isn't going to happen. But that last game is the final for us, isn't it? Yeah. Regardless, how, regardless how how we do the first two games, that the final game is is the World Cup for it's the World Cup final for us, isn't it? It's the biggest game probably of the tournament, I'd say, in the group stages. Um, I know I shouldn't be thinking about that. I should be thinking about Iran and USA, but that, that's the one that we want to win. Uh, Dabs, the last time we beat England was wearing this shirt, wasn't it? Back in uh, the 80s? I don't even know. I, honestly, I'm that, I, it's that long ago that I don't even know. I've sat through two games at the, at the Millennium Stadium, the, the Principality now, 
where we weren't near England. Um, they thrashed us lately in the final, in a friendly. Um, that game in the Euros, yeah, we went 1-0 up, but could sense them coming back at us. So, ah, honestly, honestly, Trace, I, I would, I would, I'm not going to do a Kevin Keegan here, but it would be so amazing if we gave them a proper game. <laughs> Before we head off, boys, um, Amiro, yeah, tell me what's your, um, what's your World Cup plans going to be, mate? The matches are starting earlier than usual here. Uh, so making sure that I got uh, a laptop or a TV handy when the uh, Netherlands are playing. Um, I, I'm actually going to the pub for a couple matches as well. Uh, kickoff time, I think, is 5 p.m. for a couple games. So that's that's decently okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, just try not to freeze. I think that'll be the goal. Stay nice and warm in a pub. Um, and uh, hopefully watch some good football. All right, Dabs, uh, you'd be teaching, wouldn't you? Um, I think there's only one Wales game when I'm going to be teaching. I think the rest of them are... Um, I think I'm going to be home for the, for the other two. I, I'll be home on the couch, probably. I think we, we haven't got the best times for Wales game in um, if, if we're in Wales. They're all going to be, I think, morning games. I, 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 we haven't got any weekend, like... Uh, like a Friday or Saturday or Sunday night games. So, yeah, going to watch one with the kids in school. We're going to make them all wear red tops and the other two at home. <laughs> that's pretty. Hey, that's why we're going over the guitar, isn't it, Lyle? <laughs> the, time, the time difference is awful. I thought, you know what, might as well get a guitar and watch it. Yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. I might have beer with one of the games. So that's one up on you. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, Gab. That's it, Dav. Have a nice, uh, a nice pint of Guinness. Guinness and a breakfast. That'll do you nicely, won't it? <laughs> Mate, we'll be lucky to have water. <laughs> well, see, I mean, it's a funny one though, because obviously we're out there for the group stages, and then obviously I'm, I'm back to England, and um, obviously, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens back in, uh, back in the UK. Um, I think it's going to be odd, isn't it? Like watching the football uh, in winter, but I think it will be good as well at the same time be nice having those random christmas catch-ups like down the pub with a bit of world cup football on that'll be nice i don't know how i'm gonna adjust for the temperature like right now it's quite cold here it's raining it's uh spring in new zealand but it's uh, yeah it's like awkward you know how awkward this like it's just yeah four seasons in one day um uh, hearing it's 28 degrees at night time i'm gonna struggle now nah, surely you'll have ac or something in your uh your, your cabin. I'm not sure what the word is for, but uh, oh, <laughs> your hotel boxes. <laughs> Lyle, have you seen the state of them? <laughs> Will they still be right next to the fan zone, right? With the the beam uh, Yeah, the, I have to say. I mean, that's cool. I think, and you'll be able to watch a lot of matches, meet a lot of people. You know, I don't well, think so, the bean yeah. are fan zone. I think the bean bags are part of the fan village. So the, yeah, that's we're paying. Think, we're paying two hundred bucks for that a night. US dollars a night for that. 200. 200 yeah, steep. I, I couldn't do anything else, honestly. <laughs> 200 bucks to, to live in the POW camp. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Lyle, bring the shovel, mate. This is the great escape. <laughs> Have you seen the film, no, about, the film about the fire festival in I'm already, I'm envisioning because obviously I, Etsy gets in like early doors. I'm not, I'm literally on like the nine. I think I'm on the, the nine o'clock flight out of um out of Gatwick, so I'm not getting there till like 
I don't think I'm getting there till like 10 o'clock. I'm envisioning yeah. me rolling up with my suitcase. Eddie's in tears. Like, there's just <laughs> nothing there. <laughs> like something, yeah. from the, something from the movies. Oh, dear. Well, no beer. That's the worst nope. about it. I can live with I can live with a disappointment if there's some beer there, but I mean, oh. yeah, I, I'm, no, I'm a bit scared, Lyle. I'm a bit scared. I'm a bit there's worried. no beer. What? There's no beer there. Nope. What? Not not the bad words. All at... oh, right. Are we allowed to bring our own in? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just two suitcases, one full of beer and the other oh. with clothes. <laughs> Might need to bring a little bottle of uh, rum. Something like that. <laughs> You know what's funny actually i think i actually am gonna dr- I, I will probably drink the the least i've drunk over the last couple of months at the world cup in Qatar. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the boys not going um what are you most excited for watching this world cup what, what's the most exciting thing um I, seeing way flag um with everybody else's flag i've seen it in the village like the fan village you've just shown just seeing wales as one of the 32 um and and also uh, what I've never had before, and I think uh, I, I told you this before the last Euros as well. Thinking about every game with Welsh contact, like contact in it. Oh, if they do this, what does it mean for Wales? Because we've seen England doing that on TV like all the time. Uh, like, what does what what impact does this game have on England? So that just seeing Wales part of it, yeah. I love. I think I like the World Cup more than the Euros because you get so many different countries and different styles of play, especially, and players that uh, uh, have a chance to sign that usually I've either either never heard of or they're they're just coming up. Um, and just watching a lot of matches, I think uh, obviously I'll be watching the Netherlands matches, but you know the Wales England match. Uh, um, there's a few few big ones in the group stage, um, and then yeah. I, I, th- I think that's that's the the coolest part, you know. Uh, whether the Netherlands makes it to the final or not, we'll see. But um, yeah, I, I just love football, so uh, I'm happy. I, I know, so it's going to be 100% normal, well, in the Middle East, but otherwise, fan-wise and everything, uh, it'll be normal as well. So um, at least the players there will get the the 100% normal atmosphere. So that's good. I mean, there's three Arsenal players in the England squad, which is awesome, actually. I'm, I'm really pleased about that, uh, selfishly. Uh, so we've got Saka, uh, Ben White and Ramsdale there, which is which is amazing. Ben so White, I, I nice. Yeah, I, I can't wait for that. That's that's awesome. Um, I, I think what I like, and I mean, I'm just remembering back to the last World Cup, which was 2018, uh, obviously in Russia, um, is just those random midweek games when you're just watching, like, a World Cup game on the TV, sat at home with like a beer. It's just awesome. Like you can't, you can't beat that. And um, like yeah. I, I love that. Like um, so obviously, yeah, I'm gonna go down to like Tesco's or whatever, um, get a couple of crates of beer, and just like looking forward to just just chilling, like and you know watching watching the games. I think um, I think that's gonna be the highlight, really. Um, so you're more excited. I'll... You're more excited about coming home. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, obviously, yeah. Obviously, going out there is going to I mean, go, 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 yeah, be incredible. Um, I don't think it's really stuck, sunk in for me yet that we. I, I think until we're at the airport getting ready for the flight, it's not it's not sunk in that we're actually going out there. If that makes sense, like it's just it's not like it's a it's a surreal thing, right? Like it's a bucket list item. So 
I think for me, obviously, yeah, to be privileged enough to go out there, like I just is something you can't really put into words. And um, mm. obviously, you know, Edzi and myself will, will go into it in another pod, but it was a joke at first. Oh, let's go out to the World Cup, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, I, I was like, I'm sure Wales will qualify. And then, yeah, so to go out there is just it's amazing. So, I've, yeah, what can I say? I'm so pleased that, to, that you both are going, genuinely. I'm so pleased that you get to go. Um, I, I know a few of my friends are going as well. I'm really pleased for them. Um, but, but there's a lot of controversy about it being in in Qatar. But at the same time, I'm, I'm uh, I wish I was going. I really do wish I was there. Yeah, yeah we yeah, wish you both, Kevin Boyce. Honestly, it would have been great to have all all four of us there. Um, and even Mauricio, but I mean, it didn't qualify. But anyway, would it, would it be 2026. Don't worry, 2026 <laughs> will be the one. That'll be the one, the reunion. Uh, no, I, it's good. It's good for you guys, I think. And uh, um, yeah, I mean, World Cup anywhere in the world, it's just gonna be crazy. It's gonna be madness, especially when you're there in person. So uh, enjoy it. And I mean, you guys are super lucky. I mean, Wales qualified, and you're in the same group, so you're gonna see, you know, both of your teams in the same stadium at the same time. Like that's, you know. I think I think that'll be like a lifelong memory you guys will have. So um, yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what, what what more I can add, boys. Honestly, it's um, what less than ten days away now from the World Cup. I can't believe I'm saying that. Like Wales at Cymru are in the World Cup. Like it's yeah, it shouldn't happen, but we're here, and uh, it's a lifelong dream. It honestly, is like when I hear the anthem against the USA, that would just be it for me. I'll be in tears. <laughs> I'll be in tears, and. You know what? We've got three games. Anything more than that is a bonus now, I think, for us. And look, I'll get behind Robert Page. I will. I'll try my best. I just hope we just don't leave everything behind. You know, we just got three games to look forward to. Um, it might be the one only time in my, my lifetime that we qualify. So, you know, I'm going to make the most of it. And having Lyle by my side, probably wearing the whale shit for that England game. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> uh, you're in the, you're in the Welsh end, mate. So, <laughs> just for your information. But um, yeah, it's a lifelong dream, honestly. And look, it, it, it might be a shit show out there. It might be too hot for us. We might not even have accommodation. But <laughs> It'll be if I can get the three way, Wales right? games, then my World Cup will be a treat. It's one of those, I think, supporting a football, someone said it perfectly the other day, when you support your football team and obviously you support your country, there's no, it's irrational, right? Like it is a total, total irrational thing following your uh, your your country, your football team. And uh, yeah, this one for us, there is no rational thinking on this, but we are doing it, if that makes sense, because that's what you do for your, uh, for your country really at the end of the day. So um, yeah. Beds or no beds, booze or no booze, we're out there. We're having a good time. We'll uh, we'll be watching the football. Um, I think it's brilliant for the Welshies as well. I must say it's um, you know, lovely that you guys have have managed to qualify. Um, and I think you know it's great for those who'll be going out there. But I think obviously back in Wales, I'm sure there's going to be some bloody party there. If you're the local pub, you need to stock stop stock, stock up on the kegs because I don't know where. It doesn't matter what time of the day is, so the beers will be flowing. So now I'm delighted for all the all the Welsh I think yeah every city from like obviously Cardiff all the way up to Bangor is going to be absolutely bouncing so uh, it'll be good, <laughs> good. alright final words boys Amira um, I hope Netherlands wins and I hope uh, Wales um, gets out of the group stage enjoy the trip I wish I was there with you
Southgate, you're the one. Oh, you still God. turn me on. <laughs> Football's coming home again. One, two, three, oh. four. <laughs> oh, dear. It could be coming home. It may not be coming home, but all I know is we're going to have a good time out there, mate. So um, I can't wait. I look forward to uh, the daily pods. We'll, mm. uh, we'll get some good content and good coverage out there. But yeah, no, it's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I just can't wait to go now it's been a bloody rough couple of weeks of work so i'm just i'm I'm just waiting to go now and yeah it's a lifelong dream i, I know i'm just one of the select few of going now and it's uh it's gonna be emotional i think definitely that first game it's gonna be emotional but um can't wait to go there and represent the country in a good light i will try my best abs i'll behave myself <laughs> um <laughs> hey, you know what i think the only song that can lead us out is this one here. Go on, Wales. Oh, thank you for listening to another episode of the Extra Craft Podcast. Next time you're going to see us is in guitar. Can we do it? Who knows? Come on, my boys. Come on, Cabrini. Evil heed, you sons of speed, as they fall around us, we are still here. Cowboy!